Hey guys, welcome to this brand new episode of Astrophysicast podcast and this is Aman Mohan. Hey, this is Krishna. And we are the science communicators from Astrophysicast. So, this is the 6th episode for this season where we discussed mainly about stars and its characteristics. And today we are going to talk about a certain type of stars known as variable stars. So, Krishna, why don't you tell what a variable star is? Yeah, sure. So, you guys might remember that I've briefly talked about variable star in one of the episodes. So variable star is quite simply a star that changes brightness a star is considered variable if its apparent magnitude is altered in any way from our perspective on earth yeah and these changes can occur over a lot of years or just fractions of a second and it can range from 1000th of a magnitude to 20 magnitudes and you know more than 1 lakh variable stars are known till now and thousands more are suspected variables yeah in fact our own st- sun is variable star its energy output varies by approximately 0.1% of its magnitude over an around 11 year solar cycle what was the first wow. variable star do you know yeah okay yeah sure i'll just give you a short brief of how the history of variable stars how it was found So basically the first modern identified variable star was known as the Omicron Ceti which was later re- renamed Mira and it had been described as a nova in 1596 by David Fabricius and then later in 19, uh, 1638 Johannes Howard's observed Omicron Ceti pulsating in a regular 11 month cycle and this was an important discovery as it helped verify that the stars were not eternal and invariable as ancient philosophers such as Aristotle had believed and that the disc discovery of variable stars along with reports of supernovae actually paved the way for development for the science of astronomy oh and you know the second variable star uh, it was identified by geminiano monerari around 1669 it was an eclipsing variable called algold and although its variability was not explained until more than 100 years later by scientist named john godrick and about the third variable star uh, c cygni it was observed in 1686 and then in 1704 and since 1850 numerous variable stars have been observed due to the development in photography obviously so why do we observe uh, them at all yeah i'm pretty sure the audience will be thinking the same thing you know why study variable stars at all why can't we just treat them like any other star Yeah, I'll tell you why. Uh, because as you know, stars are the primary engines of cosmic evolution, and particularly in the creation of elements heavier than hydrogen and helium, which actually makes up us and the world that we live in. And also, stars and their systems of planets are the only likely places which we will find life in the universe. And it is by studying these stars we can learn about possible bo- abodes for life. And you know, this research on variable stars is important because it provides information about. chella properties such as mass radius luminosity temperature uh, its structure both internal and external and its composition and evolution and uh, some of this information would be difficult or probably impossible to obtain in any other way and in many cases it is the nature of this variability that provides clues to these answers yeah and you know uh, this information then can be used to understand other star like variable star play a crucial role in our understanding of the universe uh takes up with variables they have played a major part in determining distances to far away galaxy and determining the age of the universe while the mira variables gave us the glimpse into the future of evolution of our own star sun what are the characteristic of the stars 
yeah uh, like what are the reasons for this variability exactly so like uh, like you asked uh, there are actually a number of reasons for this variability actually and you know these include changes in the star luminosity or in star mass and obstructions in amount of light that reaches the earth uh, the pulsating variables uh, both swell and shrink and these eclipsing binaries you know it gets dimmer when a companion star moves in front and then brighten as the occulting stars moves away it's like an eclipse and you know some of the identified variable stars are actually two very close stars that exchange mass when one takes atmosphere from the other wow that's interesting so there are actually two different categories of these stars uh, one is intrinsic and other is extrinsic so intrinsic variables are whose luminosity physically changed due to pulsation eruption or through swelling and shrinking and extrinsic variables uh, that changes in brightness uh, because of being eclipsed by stellar rotation or by any other star or planet yeah so let's start with intrinsic variables so actually intrinsic variables are again divided into two that is pulsating and cataclysmic and within pulsating variables these are actually called cepheid and the rr lyrae variables and both of this are pulsating variable stars uh, such a star actually changes its diameter with time periodically you know it, it expands and contracts it's like just like your chest does when you breathe you know it expands and contracts as you breathe in and out and we now understand that these stars are going through a brief unstable stages uh, late in their lives and uh, you know this expansion and contraction of these pulsating variables can be measured by using doppler effect uh, like when we see a spectrum so the lines in the spectrum shift toward the blue as the surface of the star moves toward us and then uh, it shifts toward the red as the surface shrinks back and as the star pulsates it also changes its overall color indicating that the temperature is also varying yeah anyway and most important for our purpose the luminosity of the pulsating variable also changes in a regular way as it expands and contracts yeah uh, so let's let's look at the cepheid variable cepheids are large yellow pulsating stars named for the first known star of the group which was delta cephei this is the way, uh, is another example of how confusing naming convention get in astronomy like a whole class of star is named after the constellation in which it uh, the first one happened to be found yeah and the variability of delta cephei was discovered in 1784 by the young english astronomer john goodrick and the star rises rather rapidly to maximum light and then falls more slowly into minimum light it you know this process takes about a total of 5.5 days for one cycle wow and nowadays several hundreds of cepheid variables are known in our galaxy most of the cepheids have periods in the range of 3 to 50 days and luminosity that are about 1000 to 10000 times greater than that of our sun our sun the variation in luminosity range from a few percent to around uh, what factor of 10 i guess yeah nice. yeah so you all might have heard about the polaris right the north star it is actually cepheid variable you know that for a long time varied by 1/10th of a magnitude or by about 10% in visual luminosity and in about a period of just under 4 days and the recent measurements indicate that the amount by which the brightness of polaris changes is decreasing and that you know sometime in the future the star will no longer be a pulsating variable 
this is you know just one more piece of evidence that sta- uh, say stars really do evolve and change in fundamental ways as they age and that being a cepheid variable represents a stage in the life of stars you know and one more importance of cepheid variables is that uh, their periods and average luminosity turn out to be directly related like the longer the period as in the longer the star takes to vary the greater its luminosity so the relation between period and luminosity was actually discovered in 1908 by henrietta leavitt and you know to define this relation this period luminosity relation uh, with actual numbers the astronomers first had to measure the actual distances to a few nearby cepheids in another way and this was accomplished by finding cepheids associated in clusters with other stars whose distances could be estimated from their spectra and but once the relation was thus defined it could give us the distance to any cepheid you know wherever it might be located oh so let me tell you how we exactly measure distance using the cepheid so first uh, find a cepheid variable star and measure its period second use the period luminosity relation to calculate the star's luminosity then measure the star's apparent brightness and compare the luminosity with the apparent brightness to calculate the distance it's wow. very simple yeah that's nice you know and when it comes to changing astronomers perception of the universe the cepheid variable 6 played one of the pivotal roles you know uh, the important variable star allowed american astronomer edwin hubble to determine that the filmy nebula in which it lay was in fact another galaxy entirely demonstrating that the milky way did not contain the entire universe wow so another group of stars named rr lyrae uh, the related group of stars whose nature was actually understood later than that of cepheid and they are named after the star rr lyrae of course the best known member of the group they are more common than the cepheid but less luminous uh, thousand of these pulsating variables are known in our galaxy yeah and the periods of rr lyrae stars are always less than a day and the changes in viral brightness are typically less than about a factor of 2 Oh that's interesting. One more interesting fact about RR Lyrae is that uh, RR Lyrae stars are always occurring in particular cluster and though all of those have about same brightness since the star and cluster are all at approximately same distance it follows that RR Lyrae variables must have nearly the same intrinsic luminosity which turned out to be around 50 times the luminosity of our sun. Uh, and you know in the sense uh, rr lyrae stars are a little bit like standard light bulbs and you know can be used to obtain distances particularly within our galaxy yeah exactly wow that's great so uh, let's move on to the cataclysmic variable uh, they are also called the eruptic variable these brighten because of the sharp or violent outbursts caused by thermonuclear process either on the surface or the deep inside this include the binary type star with two close star having a mutual effect on mass supernovae novae recurrent novae and also the dwarf novae are the group of stars that have a dramatic or a sudden magnitude increase usually because of the stellar explosion Yeah, and talking about the drama, supernovae are the most dramatic. You know, it at times it emits as much as energy as a whole galaxy, and they can actually increase more than twenty magnitudes, becoming approximately one hundred million times brighter. And these supernovae usually represent the death of a massive star. And although the core can remain as a neutron star, or remnants can form nebulae. Wow. Uh, so novae and recurrent novae are actually close binary system that are variable due to the explosion on the surface but the star is not destroyed so the nova scopae which obtained peak uh, brightness around 2007 is the brightest seen in these 
bullets and tears while the nova signa is the brightest scene in last 70 years since 1901 is a nova aquilae which in 1980 shown almost as brightly as Sirius the brightest star in our sky yeah and then there is the dwarf novae which is actually a double white star which transfer mass and cause outbursts of regular variations and another form of this explosive variable are the symbiotic stars which is actually close binary systems with a red giant and a hot blue star enmeshed in a cloud of dust or gas now let's talk about extrinsic variables among so talking about extrinsic variables uh, the eclipsing binary stars are stars that pass in front of each other and it causes fluctuation and obscuring of the light seen on earth so these exp- eclipsing binary stars may have their own planets which eclipse their light similar to a lunar eclipse on earth and one of the best known eclipsing binary stars is the algol oh and do you know the nasa's planet hunting spacecraft named kepler uh, detected over 2600 eclipsing binary star during its mi- mission isn't it amazing yeah and another class of extrinsic variable is the rotating star these are the star that show small light changes caused by patches of light spots on the surfaces they may have bright spot at the magnetic poles Rotating stars are often binary system and can be non-spherical or ellipsoidal in shape, which causes brightness changes as they move. Yeah, and I think we have to talk about pulses right now for our audience. And so pulses are actually rotating neutron stars. And then the core of it's actually the core of long exploded supernovae, which emits electromagnetic radiation that is only seen when the beam is pointing towards the Earth. And you know the pulsar produces precise, measurable intervals of light, and are often compared to lighthouses as they periodically sweep beams of energy while they orbit. Oh, uh, also some fast-spinning pulsar rotate their city-sized mass multiple times per second. These are known as the millisecond pulsars. Actually, the fastest known millisecond pulsar rotates around forty-three. thousand times in a minute yeah that just blows my mind yeah and you know according to nasa the millisecond pulses are thought to achieve such speeds because they are gravitationally bound in binary systems with normal stars and during part of the stellar lives gas flows from the normal star to the pulsar and over time the impact of this falling ga- gas gradually spins up the pulsar's rotation wow so so let's wrap it up uh So variable stars are a specific field uh, of study in astronomy providing important information on how and why things change over time and they are playing very significant role in understanding of our universe yeah you know this is a really interesting talk for me and i hope the audience too gain some new knowledge about variable stars from this episode so guys that's it for today's episode and until the next one this is saman mohan signing off with krishna bulchandani and goodbye and see you next week